On this episode, we are going to talk about branding for social media. Now, what the heck does that mean? Because branding is branding and is branding, right? You get sick of hearing that word because it's so overused. But social media is one of the main ways that you're going to brand yourself. So what do I mean when I say social media branding? I mean using the right methods consistently across all your social media platforms. And the point of it all is to boost your brand awareness. So let's get into that because I think sometimes people feel like, well, if I just post a happy quote about something and I put my, and I make it into a pretty meme and I put my logo on it and I post that three times a week, that at least gets my name out there. Okay. Yeah. But it also doesn't tell anybody anything about your business whatsoever. It might give them a happy feeling about you. Um, if you're, you know, maybe you love Martin Luther King quotes and you just grab a bunch of them and make them look pretty and they slap your logo on it. That's fine. But what does that say about you other than that you like Martin Luther King Jr. and that you love being inspired by him? Not a whole lot. So we want you to be thinking about your messaging and your positioning. And this is part of that whole brand ecosystem. We like to use water and now analogies. Um, So that's why our whole branding method is called brand flow method. We were thinking water. If you're one drop of water in an ocean of people who do the same thing as you, how do you develop an ecosystem that you can come across um, omni-channel ecosystem where you are actually out there, you know, on every channel, looking the same, saying the same thing, having your message resonate with your audience. Sorry, if I'm, if you're watching this video and not listening to me on the podcast, you're going to see my eyes move, but I just, I'm got my notes pulled up. So I apologize for that. (laughs) If you're just listening to me, just ignore that. Okay. So social media branding, when it's done correctly, it can help you connect to your target market in the best way possible. It's really essential that you do this correctly. Um, And doing the foundational work of getting your brand colors together, getting your messaging together, and understanding who your target market is down to the finite level, like understanding where your target market likes to go to the store to shop, knowing what kind of hobbies your target market might have, knowing what kind of career path your target market might be taking, What kind of family do you think they have? I mean, it's a very different message if you're targeting the LGBTQ community with a certain product. Let's say you have a t-shirt company and you want to target LGBTQ. All of your shirt designs are geared toward that community. You are not going to position yourself the same way as if you're a Christian t-shirt company, not to be funny or political, but think about that. Like, where would your target market actually shop? And are you actually talking to the people that you want to target in a way that they are used to talking? So maybe your product is geared towards engineers or, gosh, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. That's a really common one. Um, Gosh. What if your project or product is, what is a very niche industry? So let's just say you are in the financial consulting world, right? You're a financial consultant. That's a good one. 
there's very specific language in that industry that is used for a myriad of things. But if you don't understand or know how they speak about stuff, um, your marketing towards them is going to reveal to them that you know nothing about their industry. So I think the best people to help marketing um, in a specific niche are people who used to be that thing in that niche. So there's a guy who I just talked with. He's awesome. His name is Earl Hall. Um, he helps financial consultants do marketing. And that's why he's popping in my head this morning because he was a financial consultant for like 20 years, I think, maybe more than 20 years. Um, he knows every single thing you can possibly get in trouble for doing online, <laughs> the legal parts of it, because every company that you fall under for uh, financial consulting has their own requirements. So obviously there's many, many, many huge companies that are in the world of financial consulting. They all have social media guidelines. They all have approval authorities in their chain of command, right? So that industry is highly regulated, obviously, because it's financial. Same thing in real estate and legal professions. But um, so when you're doing your social media branding and you're doing your social media marketing, these considerations are something that you have to make sure are top of mind. But anyway, if you're in the financial industry, like Earl knows all the lingo, right? So he understands what to talk to his financial consultants about because he can say, oh yeah, you know, this app that everybody uses in the finance industry to track this, you know, we could help you use that to do this. And he understands the experiences that a financial consultant are going to have with clients as well. Because he joked with me on the phone and he's like, you know, the thing about marketing with financial clients our financial advisors is that um, like most of them don't use technology to market themselves. They do everything old school way. He's like, and in COVID world, we're not going to be able to do that anymore. Um, he said, and another thing is when, um, oh my goodness, I just lost my train of thought. He was joking to me about the industry and how it's just kind of antiquated and how when he talks about doing social media marketing, oh, most people are not doing it because of all the red tape. So he has a company that helps people with the compliance and then, oh, he told me that most people have to, the biggest goal of any financial consultant is not getting hung up on in the first five minutes. So that's awesome. He uses that in all of his online videos and he teaches a system for people to get new clients in the financial consulting industry. And again, he knows that industry inside and out. So it is, um, it's awesome to talk to him and refer clients to him that are in the financial consulting industry because he can say, how many phone calls have you had to make this week? You know, and their sales calls can be a little bit more fun, a little bit more familiar. That's part of his brand and his positioning as an expert by bringing up all of these pitfalls that inevitably you're going to face if you're in that industry. So um, when you're branding yourself on social media, yes, it's the brand that you develop with, you know, for your website and all of that, your identity, but it's also the language you use and that's where your messaging comes in and not just messaging that you put on your website. Like I do this for this person or we, what do we do? We build, you know, what I say, build brand ecosystems. That is um, not what I'm talking about. It's when I'm talking to a company and I'm like, yeah, I bet you've been posting on social media like every single day, maybe three or four times a day. And your numbers are just, your engagement is bad. Yeah, we have been. Okay. Well, you're, you could be doing these three other things and you'll see a change. And that's because for 17 years, I've worked with media companies and marketing companies, and I was a corporate communications person, and I've worked with government agencies um, as a public affairs person. So my experience 
um, with certain industry related stuff, it that's where those different experiences come into play when I'm helping my clients with what they need. But for him, he's niched down to the financials and he knows that industry inside and out. Again, that's what you need to think about as well when you're on social media. Talk to your client as if you're talking to one person. So um, that is a huge thing when you're writing out your content with your social media. Talk to the one person in your client avatar that you want to reach. So if I'm marketing to you as a small business owner, when I'm talking on this podcast and you're listening to me, I'm not saying when they listen to my podcast, like, who are they? Like, I'm talking to you. You're listening to me right now. I'm talking to you. You're listening to me. It's a one-to-one transaction. Same thing on social media. The person looking at your postings on social media, they are one person scrolling through their iPhone, looking at your content. You can talk to them like you're on the phone with them on social media. Um, so when you use general terms like 20% of blah, 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 so I'm about to do that to you right now, but more for statistical analysis, <laughs> you want to avoid that making generalizations about your target market in your material. You want to talk to them. So you want to say instead of, oh, 90% of business owners are struggling with overwhelm and creating content. You know, I just made that up. I don't know if that's a real number. I have no idea, but it's a common thing that I hear from my clients. So I'm just making up an example. I don't want to post that online that in that manner. I want to say you are probably struggling with creating content every single week because you have a million other things to do, like pay your vendors and promote your business and, you know, whatever administrative thing, fill in the blank you can talk about. And you can say, you know, I know how hard it is to keep up with creating content every single week that's actually relevant and that actually talks to your client book a call with me. I'm not going to say, you know, did you know that 90% of small businesses have trouble creating content online? Book a call with me to find out how to fix that. Like it's a weird, it's weird. I don't like it. I'd rather somebody say to me and then I'm like, oh yeah, like I am that person. I do struggle with that. I do need to call them. Like, and it sounds, it's very subtle shifting of words, but it really changes the way that somebody receives it. Um, because when you talk to somebody individually, right, if you're at a big party, let's say in your, or a networking event, the dreaded chamber of commerce networking mixer, (laughs) I love our chamber, but it's, it's nerve wracking when you go to these happy hours, you don't know who knows who, and some people all know each other and then some people don't. And it's just always a crapshoot with how it's going to go. And you come all prepared and excited with all these business cards and then you know, you may or may not get calls back from people that you meet there, but at least you're growing your awareness in the community. Think of social media as like one big freaking networking event and you are showing up and talking to people one-on-one. If you're, you know, um, like when you're talking to somebody in conversation in person at an event, uh, in normal circumstances, not now, obviously, but even now, if you're at, you, you could do a virtual conference with people and you have like 30 or 40 different entrepreneurs and you're brainstorming in a mastermind or something like that. You're not like talking generic roundabout, weird, abstract thoughts. You're literally like, well, I can help you fix your computer, uh, whenever it breaks down. That's what I do. I fix computers. I fix apples. I fix, um, I don't care if it's an Apple or Microsoft or whatever, brand computer. I don't, I can do iPads. I can do whatever, but you're talking specifically about what you can do and then how you can help someone. So why should they even hire you? Because you're going to share your expertise in that industry and they're going to 
start to really like you because they're going to get to know your personality on all the videos that you do. And then you're going to take that video and then you're going to brand it. You can put your logo on it. You can have an intro and outro with your branding on it. You put it on your branded social media channels and then your personality starts to come out. You take that video, you transcribe that video, you post it as a blog on your website. You can even embed the YouTube video because you're going to put it on YouTube, right? And Facebook, why not? You might want to stagger it so the same video doesn't spam out to every single channel. But I'm not afraid of putting every single channel with the same message. You know why? Because some people don't really like Facebook. And so they're not even going to see the one that goes out on Facebook. And you know what? If they see me on three channels the same day with the same message, maybe they'll get the message. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's bad to post the same thing every single day on all the channels. Well, not really. Not if it's really important. Anyway, you're going to be able to work with that. So uh, as you walk through it. So let's talk about social media goals, right? I'm going to start to get in general now so that you know that you're not alone. Okay. Awareness. This is a study that was done in August of 2019. So not that long ago, Social Fresh did this report and um, they say that 76% of businesses are using social media to build awareness for their brand. Awareness. And I would even argue that they would want to uh, not just awareness, but build relationships from cold leads, people that don't know who they are. Awareness first, yes, but then getting to know you, you know, type stuff. 47% use it for lead generation. Those are the people who kill you with ads and um, <laughs> you get frustrated sometimes because every single flipping thing is you want to see your friends, but you're seeing ads. But I get it. It's a necessary thing. I don't hate it. I do marketing. I understand it's necessary. And I like, I actually like it because I can see what other people are doing in their businesses. So if you start to look at your newsfeed in a new way as a business owner, funnel hack them, you know, sign up for their free thing and get an email and see what they do on the back end and copy them if you like it. Um, that is funnel hacking. You can search the word funnel hacking. You'll find a ton of stuff from Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels on that. Um, but anyway, don't get mad at ads. Um, try to figure out how they did it. So you'll start thinking that way as you start digging into your social media more. 34% say their goal is to increase customer loyalty. 28% say they want to increase their sales. And 17% want to use social media for customer service where they're interacting with customers on Messenger or, in per or on you know any kind of comment thread or whatever and uh, helping them that way in real time. So... Um, if that is the case that you want awareness and you want people to know who you are, your branding is very, very important because here's what people do. They see your brand, they're exposed to it, right? Great. They know, they might see you one or two times. They might be exposed to you. They hear what you do, but then they move on. They go get lunch. They have a meeting, whatever. And they forget about you for a minute. The second thing, maybe they see you again and you're giving away something for free and then they engage with you. So first thing is brand exposure. The second phase is brand engagement. They may want to download your free thing. They may want to um, come on to your webinar and learn something that you're going to teach them for free, um, whatever it is. Once they do that, maybe they like what you hear and they, they uh, do something else with you. They sign up for something else like a strategy call. So that's like soft lead generation is the third step. Once they're through step three, uh, they may be ready to convert. 
So that is when you've done a strategy call with them. They've downloaded something free. They've probably gone to your website and looked at every single video and blog you've ever written. They've probably Googled your name uh, to see if there's anybody else talking about your brand online and what they're saying, uh, any reviews about you online and what those are, testimonials, et cetera, et cetera. That's why your website, it's important to have testimonials. That way you can show people you've actually worked with who you feel comfortable like, okay, this is what we do. This is what I want you to see that we're good at. Um, so the prospect conversion, so that's number four, there's five steps. So brand exposure, brand engagement, soft lead generation, prospect conversion is when they buy something from you. It can be a strategy session for, I don't know, a thousand bucks, or it could be um, they downloaded a some $27 how to write great blogs thing or templates or whatever it is that you're selling. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a membership, 30 day free trial membership. They convert to that next level. And then the final thing is customer retention. So a lot of customer retention that we do is I have Ellie and she's in charge of customer happiness. And she's also um, in charge of the initial touch point when they come on board, if they are interested in working with us. Um, her personality is just so amazing for that. And she's just has this presence about her that is calm and comforting. And she's great with strategy if people have questions about certain things. Um, so, you know, you want that person that you can go to who can uh, even like eventually I don't want it to be you if you're the business owner, but, um, obviously in the beginning, it's going to be you, but if you can have a buffer, a salesperson or some other person that can talk to that prospect beforehand, um, and then really get to know them once through the sales process, they're going to know you and that salesperson. And then I, um, we'll have her touch base and just say, Hey, how are you? Um, are you enjoying the services? Do you have any questions? Is there something we didn't do that you wish we did do or whatever it is, you know, are the services that we are working on with you enough? Do you want to revisit anything? Do you, whatever. Um, so just taking care of people and making sure that they know that they're important. That's huge with customer retention. A lot of people don't do that. Um, it takes time, it takes energy, effort, um, but I, you will do better nurturing your existing clients because they will always buy more from you if they've already bought from you and they're happy, then you'll, like, it's statistically easier to sell them on additional services than it is to get a new person who does not know you from a hole in the wall to convert. So keep that in mind. Um, the other things I'm going to go through very quickly, this is going to be a little bit shorter blog, but <clears throat> your audience, knowing your audience, we talked about that. Your content, talked about that. Um, Facebook is great for behind the scenes photos, quotes, fill in the blanks, true or false questions, blog posts, newsletters. Twitter is going to be blog posts, interesting articles, quotes, industry news. Uh, you can post your newsletters there, YouTube videos, events, updates. LinkedIn, industry news, recruitment videos, job postings, newsletters, blog posts, product updates. Um, those are kind of some content ideas. Your design we talked about, you want to do that in advance. Um, and there's a couple of things to think about that I'm going to go through really quickly. They'll only take about 30 seconds to get through these. Myths you want to avoid when it comes to social media. Myth number one is you will make your brand popular overnight. This is a long game, guys. You're always going to be doing social media for a long time. 
Myth number two, being on every network is crucial, not true. You pick the ones that make the most sense for you and optimize those. And number three, you need hundreds of thousands of followers for your brand building, not true. If you have 20 really dedicated, loyal people who love you, who buy from you, that could be a significant income stream just from 20 people. Um, so I will leave you with that. And I hope that was helpful for you. Um, until next time.